Hey everybody, hope all is well. Uh, again, I feel like I say this every week, but I apologize for the lack of live sheer. Uh, once again, time did kind of get away from me this week, uh, but I do wanted to. I do want to go over uh, definitely a single board on the parsha that is, I, in my opinion, you can't learn Yisro without learning this Gemara, uh, Kabbalah Satora. You have to learn this Gemara, so let's go through that, and then uh, we'll call it a week. I wish you good Shabbos, and we'll be back next week, Mitzvah Shem. So just to recap the parsha quickly. Honestly, not so much going on in terms of, uh, you know, happenings. Uh, Yisro shows up. Uh, he gives advice to Moshe about this whole thing with the judges. Moshe is sitting and judging uh, every uh, everybody in all of Am Yisrael. Right? Everybody's waiting in line. Right? I think customer service is bad now. Just <laughs> imagine what it was back then. Uh, and Yisro is like, no, we should set up this whole system of judges. Right? And, and Moshe agrees with that. Um, and basically, we move from there to Kabbalah Satoro, preparing for Kabbalah Satoro, uh, this is Maimon Libros, and that's pretty much more or less the end of the parsha. Again, just uh, just quickly, uh, let's just talk about the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Peches because the Gemara there says uh, again, I'm pretty well known. I hate saying it's famous in case you haven't heard of it, but uh, I feel like people have heard this before. Anyway, but but it has to be dealt with because Gemara says that Gemara Darshan's on the pasuk Vayisiatzvu b'Sachtisahar. That Bnei Israel ostensibly, Pasuk means that Bnei Israel encamped around at the bottom, at the foot of the mountain. But if you take the words literally, right, it kind of means, they stood, or they stood themselves, okay, under Hahar, under the mountain. And whether you make the drasha of the fact that it says betachtis instead of betachas, or eitzel, right, it says tachtis seems to imply underneath as opposed to next to. So uh, Gemara says, "Amar Rav Dimi Bar Chama Bar Chasa Malamet Shekafar Kosh Baruch Hu Aleim as a Hargigigis." It teaches me that a Kosh Baruch Hu overturned the mountain over the like uh, above them like a barrel. The Amar Lahem he said to them, "In Matam Kavlim Torah Mutav." If you, Hashem said, "If you accept the Torah, great. If you love, and if not, Sham Teikfu Roschem, there will be your burial ground." Right, implying that basically Hashem said, "Well, here's the deal. I'm either gonna either gonna accept the Torah, or I'm gonna drop this on your head." Uh, and uh, okay, fine. With all the shadows that come up with it, right? The, the shadow we have to deal with is probably the question you're asking yourself right now: Is the shadow that Tosus asked? Tosus says, "I don't understand. What do you mean? Did Hashem force them into accepting the Torah?" Right, that kind of takes the luster off of it, right? We we all hear Nasa Vinishma, right? Pasuk says Nasa Vinishma. That's what Tosa says. Well, what about Nasa Vinishma? But Israel willingly, right, accepted the Torah. We will we will hear and we will do. Right, we will do and we will hear. What did I say? Right, Nasa, we will do. Vinishma, we will hear. Right, again, it's not the, they they dove into it. They said they accepted it without uh, before they learned what was in it. Now you're telling me that Hashem picked up the mountain, overturned it like a barrel. What's going on over here? Like, and, dr- and threatened to drop it on their heads. Said, I'm going to bury you here if you don't accept the Torah. So what's going on over here? So there are many, 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 many approaches. Uh, let's just bring a couple of them. And, and some of them, more importantly, the ones that are uh, relevant for us, right? For But to have a, a bit of a musr, uh, a musr tint. If you want a couple of technical answers, so Tosos himself answers uh, that the, just uh, Kosh Baruch didn't want them to back out of it. Right, that Nasa Vinishma, yeah, they accepted the Torah, Nasa Vinishma, that's obviously true, but Hashem wanted to make sure that it wouldn't back out. Okay, the Marsha says that Nasa Vinishma wasn't a full Kabbalah. Okay, it was just kind of like, yeah, we're in. And we'll talk about that in a second. I elaborate on that kind of emotion in a second. And then Hashem wanted to make sure and kind of like seal the deal. And uh, another approach to their Maharal, the Maharal writes that they, uh, Hashem didn't want B'nai Shal to think that keeping the Torah was dependent on their Bechira. 
right, was dependent on, yeah, we, you know, B'nai Yisrael and the Midbar, they opted in, but we shouldn't think that we, later on, can opt out. Right? Just like B'nai Yisrael said, Nashim and Nishma, they chose to follow the Torah. Hashem didn't want them to think, okay, now you ha- everybody has that choice. Right? Nope, once you accepted it, right, so that's, that's it. Right? There's, no, there's no option to back out. Right? We have, uh, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's the bris between us and Kosh Baruch Hu, and it's, it's not based on our own Bechir, it's not based, based on our own free will. But, uh, okay, but let's, let's, um, let's get some, some more inspirational stuff in here. The Afla, the Afla writes something beautiful. He says that Nasev and Ishma, and versus Kafalim Harkagigis, that when Ben Israel said, we will do and we will hear, as opposed to being forced into it, he said that Nasev and Ishma, when Ben Israel volunteered, that's like Avas Ishlariyehu. That was like the, the love between friends. Uh, but Kafiyah, but Kafalim Harkagigis, Right? That I mean, and that demonstrated a love between Bnei Yisrael and Akash Baruch Hu on the level of, let's say, friendship, uh, to explain it in the, the vernacular. But Kavalei Hargis, when Hashem forced it, when Hashem held the mountain over their head, that was like Avas Av That was like this, the love between a father and a son, between a mother uh, and a daughter. And uh, it, what he explains is that sometimes a father has to do something that his child doesn't like. Sometimes a parent has to do something that they know the sh- the kid will not be happy with, but it's for the kid's own good, right? To do, and the kid is not interested. He's it's against his will. He's forcing him to do this. Right? My kid uh, today needed a you know my eight year old needed a, a filling for need, at the dentist. He didn't want it. He was upset when he got it. He was crying and screaming the whole time. But as a parent, we know that's the best thing for him because otherwise his tooth, you know, well, the cavity will get bigger and the tooth will just, you know, have issues, etc. So we need to force him. So that's what, that's the imagery that the Gemara is going for. That a Kosh Baruch who loves us so much, not only are we friends that we opt in and we voluntarily do things for each other, like Nasser and Ishma, but sometimes Hashem loves us so much, our, our, our bond is so strong that Hashem knows what's best for us. And he's sometimes going to have to force us to do things, even though... Right, it won't be right with something that we're so comfortable with. So that was the imagery that a Gosh Baruch that the Gemara wants to give. That our relationship with Hashem is, so, is such that's like a, a parent uh, to a child. And sometimes, right again, for our own lives, we have to realize that sometimes you know it may not be comfortable what's going on, but Gamzel Tova and a Gosh Baruch is doing it uh, for our own good. Similarly, along the same lines, right? Uh, not exactly the same. But uh, I think it's the, the, you pronounce the, the name of the Savior is Mitas Yado. Uh, it's a Savior from Matasyao Madnitsky. Uh, so I, I saw it quoted in the, uh, the Msifta Gemara on, uh, in, uh, on Shabbos. So he says, based on the Rambam, uh, in Hilchos Gerishin, Perik Beis, Halachachaf. The context of that Rambam is fascinating. The Rambam says that uh, you know, if a person doesn't want to give his wife a get, Rahman al-Tzlan, right, we can beat him, right, we can force him, we can do things to him, until he says Rotsani, until he says that he wants to. Meaning, again, he's, uh, and, and that is considered to be an, an acceptable form of Rotsam, an acceptable form of willingness, right? A person has to, right? A husband has to give a get, a person has to give a get of his own free will. So if you beat him and kind of convince him to, the Rambam says that's good enough. Why? Then that's, I'm not, not interested in that right now, but the Rambam says why is because people actually want to do the mitzvah. People deep down want to do mitzvahs. It's just the Yitzhahara, and we'll elaborate on this in a second, it's just the Yitzhahara making them not do it. So, Akash Baruch also wanted to show that even though we were forced through Kfiyah, we were forced with Hashem holding the mountain over our heads, so really we wanted to accept the Torah willingly. How do you know they wanted to accept the Torah willingly? Because they said, Nasa Venishma. So you combine the two. They're not contradictory at all. Right? They, they combine the two. Hashem, B'nai Israel wanted Nasa Venishma. Hashem had them, held the mountain over their head right, to show that 
even when the Yitzhahara is overcoming you and maybe you're not interested in so much in keeping the Torah, still, still, that's what you really want. That is what you really want down deep down. And it's only the Yitzhahara who's, who's causing you not to keep the Torah right, at that moment. Uh, again, something for us to keep in mind that, you know, when we're having a difficult time spiritually, really, it's not, uh, it's not who we are. We, deep down, are in the Shama, and we do want to keep the Torah as just the Yitzhahara, right, and other things that are getting, uh, getting in our way. This Vasemes, uh, the Baal Shem Tov also, which we'll, explain, we'll elaborate in a little bit different language, uh, this Vasemes says uh, a beautiful shot, not much a beautiful shot, that is also super relevant for us. He said that Nasev and Ishma was said with great inspiration. Right? Ben Israel got out of Mitzrayim, all the Makos, the miracles. 49 days later, there are other miracles that's been happening. There's the war with Amalek, there's right, obviously Kriyas Yamsuf, there's Naman, there's the Be'er Miriam. There's, uh, you know, they were in a place called Mara, and the waters were better. Moshe threw a tree in, the waters became sweet. Right? All these amazing miracles, Ananayakavod, etc., happening to them right, on the way to Harsinai. They see Hashem basically on the mountain with fire and brimstone and, and lightning and smoke and all this type of stuff. Nasev and Ishma, we will do and we will hear. Says so this is I mean, that's beautiful and all, but obviously they're going to say that. <laughs> They've just gone through the most incredible you know, couple of months in the history of humanity. Right? With revelation and seeing God, obviously they're going to opt in. Right? Obviously, it's, it's terribly inspired. It's like, can you imagine, like, whenever you take a Kabbalah punch amongst yourself, right, after a tremendous speech, and forget a tremendous speech, let's say a tremendous couple of months, right, after seminary and after yeshiva, right, you're ready to go, you're ready to tackle the world, you're ready to be, you know, the next God of uh, But later, right, right, later, things are not as inspiring, right, and maybe the, the luster of that wears off. So, Kosh Baruch when he up overturned the mountain, right, over, over B'nai Israel. He wanted to say, hey, listen, you're also chayvin the Torah when you're not inspired, right? You also have to keep the Torah when it's not, you know, so, so exciting and, and uh, you know, inspirational, right? Listen, Torah is a way of life. It's not only when, you know, you've had all these miracles happen to you and you're, and you're you know, totally focused. So that was, you know, kind of the rest of the message of, of Kafalei Markegigis, that yes, B'nai Yisrael said not Nishma. Kosh Bar was like, okay, great, fantastic. I'm just letting you know, it, do, it it's not always as fluffy. It's not always, life is not always rainbows and, uh, and cupcakes or whatever. Uh, Ramelech quotes the Baal Shem Tov and Keser Shem Tov, and he says along, writes this along the same lines. He says it's not such a great thing, like to say not seven Nishma when you're on a high, climbing 49 levels of Tumah, right, with Ashras, Tashkina, etc., and since Akash Baruch Hu knew that things wouldn't always be this good, right, that there would be a darkness eventually, and certainly there's been many periods of darkness in Jewish history, so he showed B'nai Yisrael that, he hinted to that by overturning the mountain, right, and making it, right, again, it was dark, right, so that it would, so they would accept old Torah and mitzvot in any situation, right, even when they would have to force themselves to do so, which is, as the Baal Shem Tov writes, that's the true Kabbalah Torah. Right, to keep the Torah when things aren't so good. Right? It's, it's very nice to keep the Torah when everything is great. But to keep the Torah even when things are tough, right, that's the true Kabbalah Torah. That really shows right, what, uh, what we think and, and how much we value the Torah. Similarly, uh, Melech close to the, the of Rebbe, I think. Lelav, Lelav, not sure. Uh, Lelav Rebbe, who explains based on the Gemara and Sukkah and Daphne Beis. Fascinating Gemara and Sukkah says that in, inevitably, eventually, Kosh Baruch Hu is going to shecht the Yitzhahara. Right. Inevitably, a Kosh Baruch is going to shech the Yitzhahara. To the Tzadikim, the Yitzhahara will look like a giant mountain, says the Gemara. And to the Rishayim, he'll appear like a tiny thread. Right. And both the Tzadikim and the Rishayim will be crying. The Tzadikim will be saying, how do we ever overcome this huge mountain? And the Rishayim will be saying, how could we not overcome this tiny little thread? 
So that's, that's the Gemara of Dufnan base. It says, the level of Rebbe, that's, the Yitzhahara is compared to a huge mountain. Right? So Tzadikim are going to see the Yitzhahara, they're going to see a huge mountain. So what's going on over here? So he says that, Maimon Har Sinai, right, the Bnei Yisrael, the, the phrase is in Chazal, that Pasko Zul which basically means that they lost the Yitzhahara to a certain extent. They saw Akash Baruch right? How, how could, there's no Yitzhahara when you see fire and brimstone and God speaks to you literally. So Akash Baruch says the of Rebbe, but Hashem doesn't want our service, our avodas Hashem, in that manner, right? Hashem already has thousands upon thousands of perfect angels up in Shemayim. We don't have a Yitzhahara. Right? He doesn't need more creations down here on earth to worship Him and, and be over Him in the same way. So Hashem, Kafalem Har in other words, He took the Har, He took the Yitzhahara, as a more right, comparison to this, He took the Yitzhahara and gave it back to us and put it back in us so that we would have someone to fight and make that avoda. Uh, that, that Hashem is looking for, right? Hashem already had people to serve him without question. Now, us, he turns to us, humanity, right, to overcome the Yitzhahara, right, and grow stronger, uh, you know, through, and, and, and be over to Hashem through difficulty, through fighting the Yitzhahara and overcoming, right, a force that kind of is dragging us down. Again, super important for us to remember that life is supposed to be tough, right? The Moses Hashem is supposed to be tough. It's supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be rewarding. It's supposed to be fulfilling, but it's not always so easy, right? And the whole point is for us to be Mikadosh and Shemayim when things are tougher, when we're having a hard time with this halacha or that halacha or this influence or that influence or things are going on in your life are a little bit kind of convoluted. So that's our avoda. Our avoda is to fight the Yitzhahara and be Mikadosh and Shemayim in that matter. And that's why Kosh Baruch Hu Kavalei Markigigis gave us back our Yitzhahara so that we could fulfill the Torah right, under those circumstances. Okay, the last part we'll mention I heard from Rabbi J.J. Shachter when I was in NYU, uh, and I saw it later quoted by, uh, in a sefer, Vahish Moshe, by Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik. Um, and the word is like this. If you notice the Gemara, notice the Gemara has a very strange language. It says, Akash Baruch Hu picked up the mountain, overturned it like a barrel, and hung it over their heads. And he put it over their heads. It says, Rabbi Shachter and, and Rabbi Moshe, Moshe Soloveitchik, what's the barrel? What do you need a barrel for? The Gemara could have just been like Hashem picked the mountain and held it over their heads. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says Hashem overturned the mountain like a barrel. What? 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 What is that? What's what's that? What's necessary? What is that? What are you talking about? What is that even? Why is that there? Like, it's such an odd way to phrase it. Furthermore, he says if you look at the language of the Gemara, the Gemara is a little bit different. It says Shem take v'uraschem that if you if you accept the Torah, great. But if not. There will be your burial ground. We all know the, the dreidel, the, the two different dreidels in Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz, right? In, in Israel it says Po. In Chutz Laaretz it says Sham. Right? Why does it say Sham Teik Furaschem? Right? What's Po? And Neskadol Haya Po, a great miracle happened here. Right? Neskadol Haya Sham, a great miracle happened there. Why does the Gemara say Sham? That there will be your burial ground. It should have said Po Teik Furaschem. Here will be your burial ground. Why does Kosh Baruch say, oh, if you accept the Torah, great, but if not, there will be your burial ground. What do you, what do you mean there? Hashem is threatening the mountain to drop it on their heads. It's right here. So he says in a beautiful word, he says, if, if uh, just to illustrate, if you've ever trapped a bee, right? If you ever have a bees in the sukkah, right? You ever put a cup over a bee, right? Trapped a cup, uh, trapped a bee in a cup. So does the bee die right away? No, it doesn't die right away. When does it die? It dies eventually because... It ran out of oxygen. So it says, uh, uh, that's exactly the imagery right here. And the Kosh Baruch was telling Bnei Yisrael, listen, the Torah is 
life. Right? The Torah is what is going to keep you alive. Right? If you want it, great. If you don't, you're going to run out of oxygen eventually. You're not going to die right now. Hashem wasn't threatening to drop the mountain on his head. But he said what will happen is, is if you don't accept the Torah, you're just going to end up like all the other nations, right? Kind of in your own, under, in your own trap, of, trapped in, under your own cup. And eventually the oxygen, the oxygen is going to run out. And Shamtek Veroskam, there eventually, in the future, at some point, right, you'll go the way of the, you know, Roman, Greeks, Persians, etc., etc. Uh, so was basically just telling them, this is, listen, this is what the Torah is. The Torah is a way of life. The Torah is a way to keep you alive. It's it's chayim. It's literally mayim chayim. It's the way. It's the key to life. And if you accept it, so then you'll be fine. And if not, right, eventually, right, you'll run into issues. And I thought that it, the the rest of the Gemara makes a lot of sense uh, according to that as well, because what in the Gemara says, right, the Gemara finishes off that the, the Jews reaccepted the Torah in the times of Achashverosh. Right, the Gemara Darshan's Kimu Vikiblu Hayudim, they reaccepted Kimu Mashikiblu Kfar, that they accepted what they had already accepted. They reaffirmed what they already accepted. And the Gemara says that they reaffirmed their dedication and their commitment to the Torah. Well, if you understand what this, if you explain it in that way, that Hashem was telling them, listen, this is the way you're going to keep yourself alive. Well, the first time they were threatened with extinction was Haman, more or less. Right? They went to Persia. Haman threatened to wipe out, threatened to wipe out everybody. Well, what was B'nai Israel's response? They didn't mass an army. They davened. They put sackcloth. They fasted. Right? They, they, they saw that that was what's going to keep them going. Right? There was a miracle, etc., etc. They knew that Mordecai and Esther explained that Kosh Baruch Hu kind of rearranged things. So they saw for the first time that that was the MS. That was the truth. So they reaffirmed right, their belief that this is how the Torah works. They realized, yeah, you're right. In Echanami, Yitzchayimi, that's what's going to keep us going. It's not that we're going to you know, fight against the Persian army. We're going to daven to Hashem. We're going to wear sackcloth. We're going to fast. And... And we're going to keep the Torah and do tshuva for, you know, the various that we did. And that's going to keep us going. So in that way, right, they reaffirmed uh, what, uh, what Akash Baruch Hu, uh, had told them at Har Sinai. And that, again, that's also something that's very, very important for us to keep in mind. That the Torah is not just a book of, a book of laws. It's a way of life. It's Yitzchayim. It's a way to keep us going. Uh, it's the elixir of life, if you would like, if you will. Um, and that's something to keep in mind when, when we're learning it, when we're studying it. It's not just uh, to know all the intricacies of of random halachos. It's to know what a Kosh Baruch expects of us and how we can live our life in the best way, right, and keep us going, right, for our generation, for our, not only for our generation, but for our children and our children's children, right, Lassid Lovo. Okay, everybody have a tremendous, tremendous Shabbos, and we'll be back with the next week. Uh, have a good one. Be all the best.